Well, welcome to our time of worship today. Uh, it seems very strange not to be in our meeting house at Woodstock, uh, but as you listen in your home, uh, we're united around God's word and we're longing to hear his voice and we'll be united in our singing of praise to God and united as we uh, join in in the prayers and petitions that we offer in the name of the Lord Jesus. It'll be a shorter time of worship than usual. We'll be singing a psalm, be a prayer, uh, a reading, a short sermon, a shorter sermon, uh, a psalm and the benediction. So please have Psalm 111 and Psalm 11 ready. Uh, those were sent out previously to you on your WhatsApp, so you should be able to open up those uh, on your phone. Uh, God willing, later on today, you'll have a, a further message that you and your family uh, can use by way of an evening service at our usual time of seven in the evening. We'll be continuing on with our studies in Ruth. To others uh, beyond our immediate church family who have uh, requested this audio, we welcome you too and we pray that the Lord will bless us all. We encourage you to treat this as a worship service, uh, not to be multitasking, leave a dinner for a little while, and uh, interact in the singing and in the prayers and follow in the reading of God's word. For those of you who are on the church WhatsApp group, please keep an eye to that over the next few days. There'll be more information on how we're trying to function as a church family in the days ahead. And we have online fellowship and witness out into the world. Feel free also to forward this audio file to any who think it, you think it may be of benefit to. A call to worship today is just a few verses or a few lines from Psalm 31. I'll read them for you. Psalm 31, it says, In you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Love the Lord, all you his saints. Be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. We're going to sing to God's praise from Psalm 111, and you'll be glad to know you're not just going to hear me singing. Uh, Heather and Kezia, Anselm and Sir are here also this morning, and they'll uh, help us just with our praise today. And please sing along the, uh, the opening five verses of Psalm 111, and we'll sing them to the tune Irish. Let's praise God. Oh, Oh, 
Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are full of joy and thanksgiving that we can worship you today, even in these difficult and strange circumstances. We rejoice in your great love, and we rejoice in your great works. And we rejoice, mighty God, that you are the one who gives us hope today. You've revealed yourself as a mighty creator with power to bring this vast universe into existence in the space of six days and all out of nothing. And how can you not also then help us? Lord, we rejoice that you're the sovereign Lord, that there's nothing random going on in our lives, but the outworking of your sovereign plans. We thank you that you are so great and powerful that even the darkest providences of life fit your plans and purposes. We rejoice that you're the loving Redeemer, pardoning sinners and giving new life in your great mercy and love. And we pray that today throughout the world as your word goes forth in a different way than it normally does in church meeting houses, but over the internet that you'd bless that richly and that many would hear who have not heard before and find salvation in Jesus Christ. We acknowledge our smallness, mighty God. We acknowledge our vulnerability before you and before all of the circumstances of life. We acknowledge our sinfulness before you, that we've not loved you, that we've not loved others as we ought to, should have and could have. And we seek your pardon and your mercy. We come, mighty God, in our great need before you today, seeking your face and seeking your blessing. We pray, Heavenly Father, today for those who rule over us. We pray for our Prime Minister and his advisors that, uh, and his cabinets that you would give them great wisdom in these days. We pray for those who are involved in the care of the health of others. And we pray that they would in these days and in the days ahead know much of your great grace and provision. We pray for the lonely today and the vulnerable and the isolated and pray that they might know the presence of the one who's promised, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. We pray, Father, for those in our own little church family in Woodstock. We remember Molly and Rosemary today in their care homes isolated from the usual flow of visitors. And we pray, Lord, that you would watch over them and keep them and keep them in safety and keep them, Lord, with the knowledge of your presence with them. We pray for those in our little church family presently having to self-isolate. We ask that you would be with them. We thank you that those who had been unwell earlier in the week are now well, and we pray that you be with them in this time. Remember Johnny today with the loss of his job and we pray Heavenly Father that even in this week that there might be a better word about that. We pray that you would give him help as he would seek employment or reseek the employment that he's had. Go before him and the family we pray. We pray also today Heavenly Father for Mark McClurg, the pastor in Bangorelam in hospital. We pray, Father, that you would be his help. <clears throat> we pray, Lord, that you would draw near to him, that you would bless his family in these days. 
and that you'd be pleased to raise him up again to health and strength. Bless the medical staff who look after him in the hospital. Give them help and wisdom. We pray, Father, that you would meet with us today as we would uh, meet around your word. Uh, we acknowledge how different the situation is as we worship from our own homes, some on their own today and some with other members of their families. And we pray that you would help us. We pray for your people today, Father, scattered across this world, unable to gather in their usual way. And we pray that in the wonder of your might and power, you would have a Lord's Day blessing for them. Strengthen your church, that even in these difficult times, she may, be, she may be a witness to the ends of the earth of the sufficiency of Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Well, I'm going to read for us. You can follow along in your Bible uh, from Psalm 11. It'll be the portion of scripture I want to preach on uh, just now as well. But we're going to read this psalm first of all. You'll see that it has a, a title, if you're following in your Bible, to the choir master, and it's of David. This is the word of God. In the Lord I take refuge. How can you say to my soul, flee like a bird to your mountain? For behold, the wicked bend the bow. They have fitted their arrow to the string to shoot in the dark at the upright in heart. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes see, his eyelids test the children of man. The Lord tests the righteous, but his soul hates the wicked and the one who loves violence. Let him rain coals on the wicked, and fire and sulphur and scorching wind shall be the portion of their cup. For the Lord is righteous. He loves righteous deeds. The upright shall behold his face. Well, keep this psalm open before you as we reflect on it a little, and I, as I bring you a message from this part of God's word. Uh, for the children who are listening in, you might want to draw a, a picture of a castle. In past days, that was a very strong, secure place for people to be. And in trouble, they would have run in behind the castle wall and be safe. And you might want to draw the outline of a castle and uh, put the words of the opening line of the psalm above it. In the Lord, I take refuge. And that's our theme today. I'm sure you'd agree that from east to west and from north to south, our whole world today is sadly in the grip of fear. Our last waking thought before we doze off and our first waking thought, a little tiny virus that we knew nothing about several months ago and it's now sweeping the earth. Hundreds of thousands have been infected and thousands have already died. Fear stalks every city, every town and every village. It is no respecter of age. It is no respecter of place in society. Psalm 11 is God speaking to us all today. You'll see in the title that the writer was David. He was the king over God's people. And in these Psalms, the king was in many ways the choir master. And as he brought them this song, 
He was leading his people in worship. And King David was saying to all his people that day to be like him and to take refuge in the Lord. We know that these songs, the Psalms, speak about Jesus Christ. And he's the ultimate king in this psalm. And he is calling you and me today to say with him as he did when he walked upon this earth in great difficulties. In the Lord I take refuge. There are three things I want to briefly direct your attention to today. First of all, we're reminded in this psalm, check your foundations. Check your foundations. In troublesome times, there are always plenty of voices. There's plenty of information to have to process. And when this psalm was written, King David had a myriad of voices speaking to him. Not all of them were good. If you look carefully at your Bible, you will see that from the end of verse 1 to the end of verse 3, certainly in the translation I'm following, there's a set of quotation marks around those. David is quoting what others were saying to him. It was well-meaning, but unwise advice. And David was rejecting the advice that others were giving, giving to him. You'll see in verse 1 he says to the, to the, out to the people, How can you say to my soul? Uh, why are you saying this to me, he's saying. And then he tells us what exactly the people were saying to him. Flee like a bird to your mountain. He goes on in verse 2 to describe the situation that they were in. The wicked were bending the bow. They were fitting their arrow to the string. They were shooting uh, in the dark at the upright of heart. It was a very fearful time for the people. And many were advising David, you and all that you love, it's time for you to flee. And David heard in their comments the voice of despair. His advisors were saying to him, it's all collapsing. You and all whom you love, just get out of here. They'd hit the panic button and were saying to David to run. Just run and look after himself. Forget about God. Just do what you think's best. You'll see in the quotation that there's no mention of advisors saying to him, look to God. And of course his advisors should have known much better. They should have been saying that to him. But all that they could see, as far as they were thinking that life was falling apart in their present predicament. Powerful, threatening circumstances prevailed. Enemies all around them that they couldn't see in the dark and they had no ability to cope with. And there was a panic in the, in the voice of his advisors. If the mountains are destroyed, they're saying, what can the righteous do? You see, as you think of the words of David's advisors, you get a little idea of what was the foundation of their lives. The foundations of the advisors giving this wrong advice, their lives were built on the king being in place, 
the economy progressing as it ought to, them having health and wealth. That's what made the foundations of his advisor's life. And those things were unravelling. And they're saying to David, just flee, just forget about whatever purposes God has. But David has a very different foundation. His opening line is a statement of the foundation of his life. He doesn't say here, in my wealth, or in my health, or in my ability, I take refuge. He knows that none of those things are firm and immovable. Rather, he says, in the Lord, I take refuge. We're told these days to wash our hands, to isolate, to carry out social distancing. Those things are all wise. And the Christian, more than anybody else, out of love for their neighbour, should be doing them. Hope you are. We're immensely thankful to God for the place that we live and the day and age in which we live in. With medical staff, with skills and gifts given in the great common grace of God, we're thankful for those in government who plan and have ideas for the future. And we follow those things as best we can. But beyond that, God is saying to us today, make me your refuge. All the foundations that many have built their lives on have been crumbling. Their stocks and shares nosedived. Their pension now appearing to be relatively small in the future. The god of sport gone from their view. And the health of many unravelling. God is different from the foundations of the world. He never, ever changes. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. He's real, he's reliable, and he's a refuge. As human beings, we were designed to have our lives built on something strong. And that is the Lord of heaven and earth. Check your foundations. Secondly, in this psalm, remember who's in charge. Remember who is in charge. We are thankful to God for the government that he and his sovereign providence has put in place. Thankful for our Prime Minister, his Chancellor and his advisors and we'll be praying for them often I'm sure in our homes. But they're not our refuge. They're too small. We need something infinitely bigger. And David was not for fleeing as the advice came to him, fleeing to his own plans. But he was going to flee to his covenant God. In the Lord I take refuge. Why could he say that with such boldness? In such a time of fear and worry for his nation. Well it was because he knew who his God was. Reading the book of Daniel that those who know their God do great exploits. And David knew his God. Let me remind you 
of the title that there is for God in the opening line. You'll see it's all in block capitals. And it is flashing at us today. Beckoning, here is the God that we can rely on. He's the Lord. He is Yahweh. It was the name that God revealed himself to, to Moses at the burning bush. It's from the, the Hebrew verb or connected to the Hebrew verb to be. Here's the God who has always been. Here's the God who is. And here's the God who always will be. Here's the God who is utterly self-sufficient. In the Lord I take refuge. He's never going to go away. Though millions of his people across the world seek him, he's not weakened in any way. He's the unchangeable, unchanging God. David's foundations can't be destroyed because his foundation is the Lord. And in the rest of this psalm, after he quotes the, the, the words of his advisors in verses 1b to 3, David then goes on to fill out something of what he's reflecting on about the character of his God. Look at it. And let it strengthen your heart today. David says in verse 4, The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. Now you'll know of course that in David's day there wasn't a literal temple. It was his son Solomon who would be given the charge to build that. It's most likely that David is simply speaking about God being in heaven. And he is ruling over everything from his holy throne. And as David looked out across his nation in mayhem and difficulty from at times an unseen enemy. He knows that his God is ruling over everything. The Bible tells us that the king at God's right hand is Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1.22 He's appointed him head over all things for his church. He said himself, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. So he's in complete control. In control of all the nations of the earth. In control of a frightening virus. In control of your life and mine and the lives of those whom we love. Of course, we find the news very alarming. Of course, we find it stomach-churning. We wouldn't be human if we didn't experience that. When we think of our family and our friends who fall into the vulnerable group, as we think of loved ones going to be in the front line, we have got the image of their faces, and as we think of them, we can think of all sorts of difficulties and challenges that there may be for them. And we are to say to ourselves, this is what I see. This is what I hear. And it's terrifying. And then we're to say to ourselves, but this is what I know. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. We're vulnerable and feel vulnerable in these days rather because of all of the unknowns before us, most likely for months ahead. But here is the truth to stabilise us. 
Here's the truth to pour into the foundations of our lives. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. A few weeks ago I was visiting the dump and got into conversation uh, with a, a builder who was on unloading his trailer and he was telling me about a house that he had just finished renovating and the foundations had become very vulnerable on one side of it but he knew someone who was an expert with a digger and they were able to scoop out under one side of the building and pour in fresh foundations. Well this psalm is God's digger to, to hook out from our lives any foundation that might be dodgy and to pour in this rock-solid foundation. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. Will you hide behind that in these days and pray for one another that we all might have grace to know the reality of this truth ever increasingly in our lives and be able to say, this is the Lord in whom I take refuge. Check your foundations. Remember who's in charge. And thirdly, and finally, know that in all our troubles, God is refining us. In all our troubles, God is refining us. Like everyone in society these days, Christians must be very wary of glib statements. Some on the internet seem to have some special line to God and know exactly what he's doing in exact situations. They don't. So we must be careful in what we say. We don't know exactly what God's purpose is in this verse. Our only reliable guide is the word of God. And as we stick to that, we'll honour God. This psalm tells us some things about God in the midst of this great crisis that has come to our earth. In verse, five, verse 4, in the, back, in the latter part of it, it says, His eyes see, his eyelid, eyelids test the children of man. His eyes see. Isn't that a wonderful, reassuring truth? He sees you today, perhaps you're in your own home on your own, listening to this. And you'd love to see the face of others and of others see you. The Lord sees. Sees us and looks at his people and knows all of the little details of our lives. He sees you when you're alone in your home. He sees you in your tears. And he takes notes, note of it all. But if you look at the next little line, or the rest of this line rather, there's this rather interesting little phrase. His eyelids test the children of man. It's not a phrase that we would usually use today about someone's eyelids testing something. But it's a Hebrew poem. And it's a, a, a picture. And... Uh, you know yourself if you're like me and have to wear your glasses to do most things. Without your glasses on, you squeeze your eyelids uh, to, to see things in more detail. Well, it's not that God 
can't see things clearly, but it's reminding us simply of God's scrutinizing, examining gaze in the midst of all the situations of life. In the midst of the groaning of creation, which this virus certainly is. It's the groans of creation and as the people of God, we get caught up in that. In the midst of the judgment of nations, which this may be, Christians get caught up in that. But for the righteous, for the believer, for the child of God, it is a testing. It's a refining of his people. Verse 5, the Lord tests the righteous. Not a test that you do in school to see if you'll pass and be good enough because that's not the gospel. But the idea that he's, he's testing us. He's, he's strengthening us in the midst of it. Perhaps he's shaking from our lives some of the worlds that's in us. I'm sure in your own prayers you've been repenting more than ever before. We should be aware increasingly of our own sin in these days and seeking God's pardon and turning from that. It's a call for us to, to, put, on, to put on uh, the, the, the new man and it's a call to put off the, the, the old man. So these are days of testing. It's a time for us to put on spiritual muscle. Um, you don't ever gain physical muscle by little light weights. And God is, is putting upon us, it would seem, a very heavy weight. And as uh, we walk with God in the midst of this, we'll find our lives growing and being strengthened. For the person who's not yet a Christian, we need to know that uh, they need to know that these events that, of, that are going on in our world are little foreshocks. There is a greater surge coming than a virus that is bringing sickness and death to our earth. And one of the things that this psalm is saying to us here, that there is a day coming of ultimate judgment. In verse 5, we also read, His soul hates the wicked and the one who loves violence. Let him rain coals on the wicked. Fire and sulfur and a scorching wind shall be the portion of their cup. For the Lord is righteous. In David's day, it was God would deal with his enemies, but it, that too was a little foreshadowing of the coming of Jesus Christ on the last day. It'll be a day of joy for the Christian. Told at the end of verse 7, the upright shall behold his face. But that great final shaking will not be a day of joy for the person not a Christian. Many are busy making preparations these days for the weeks and months ahead. That's good and wise. How more importantly, however, to prepare to meet God we should ask, how could that be possible? The Bible tells us that we are sinners, that we belong by nature to the, to the wicked. And how could the wicked ever be reconciled to a holy God? 
Well, the Bible tells us that God made one way. Through the life, death and resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. And this song, Psalm 11, is ultimately his statement of faith when he walked upon this earth. You see, he was the king facing a surge, not of a virus, but facing the surge of the coming of God's wrath when he would bear in his own body the sins of many and endure the holy wrath of God in the place of sinners. And that's what he did. He endured it all. And amidst all of that challenge, his walk of faith is summarized in that line, in the Lord I take refuge. The Bible calls us all to take refuge in Jesus Christ from the coming storm, to believe on him and to turn from our sin and to follow him. These days for the Christian also are to be days that we're running to Jesus Christ. It's reading a story about a lumberjack in days past before chainsaws and he had an axe to do his work and a line of trees to chop down. And the strong, burly lumberjack was a, a gentle giant. And just as he was about to start to fell the first tree, he, he saw a little squirrel high up the trunk. Uh, and because he was an experienced woodsman, he knew that the time of year it was, there was a little squirrel seeking to build a nest. And rather than launch into the trunk with his sharp uh, blade of his axe, he took the blunt end and gave the trunk a good thump. And the vibration ran up the trunk. And the little creature felt it in its paws and jumped to a neighbouring tree. Sadly, it was the next tree that he was to, to, to fell. When he came to that tree, he saw the little squirrel again and again thumped the tree to send up the shock. And again, the little squirrel jumped off to another tree. Sadly, that tree was also in the line of the ones to be felled. And kindness, he did the same. Thumped it with a blunt end. And the shock, and the shock of that and the vibration of that chased the little squirrel from that tree to jump onto a high rock. And there he watched it make its nest. Our God is the greater lumberjack. He's full of infinite love and wants none to perish. His heart's desire in these days that men and women will jump from all their idols and make him their God, their refuge and rock through faith in Jesus Christ. In our witness to the world in these days, Let's not only say, but live with our King, with these wonderful words. In the Lord, I take refuge. And as we do, we'll find he's a refuge, sure and steadfast. I'm going to sing from this psalm in praise to God as we finish our time of worship together. Psalm 11 short psalm we'll sing it and praise to God together 
Sing these words to the tune number 67. Let's praise God. Oh, oh, oh. 
Father in heaven, we thank you for this wonderful song to sing to your praise in days like this. And this, Father, is our confession. In the Lord, I refuge take. We pray that you would strengthen our faith, that more and more we might experience the reality of that in our lives. We thank you that you are a secure refuge, reliable and dependable in these uncertain and days of great vulnerability. We pray, Heavenly Father, that your word would be our comfort in these days, that it would be our guide, and that as you test and refine your people, that we would be growing in grace, putting off the old man and putting on the new. We pray that our words of witness would be bright and full of hope in these days, as we point others to this one who will be their refuge too. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of God the Holy Spirit be with Christ's church this day and forevermore. Amen. <laughs>